Hello, everybody, and welcome to this spooky episode of Infinite Journeys. As always, I'm your host, Tony Z, joined by Asher. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that you had a bang earlier. Uh, no, Well, I might have no. had a bang, but it might not have been an energy drink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you just my had wife... a lot of energy in that intro, so... <laughs> my wife is not in the room, so I got away with that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh... I just got off of uh, Call of Duty with my friend Twisted Joker. Oh, so, was, so probably a few flashbangs. Yeah, the, the last bang energy I had was this morning when I woke up at like 11, so... Okay. Well, I have been drinking tea, so I might have a little bit of... I think it's mostly just been I'm excited because tomorrow's Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I and uh, I was like, I put a post that I haven't been feeling well. So I pushed the Jump Scare Club episode back by a week because Rebecca wasn't feeling well either. So I was like, well, let's just push it back a week. We'll just do it next weekend. But I'm not missing this episode with Asher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> so a like, season for that. So I understand. Yeah, it was like Infinite Journeys is the bigger show. We get more listeners on here. I can't let these listeners down. Jumpscare Club is like five listeners an episode right now. They can wait a week. <laughs> it, it'll keep growing. I, I'm, I'm confident. Kidding. I love our listeners. I just had to make that joke. <laughs> I'm like, it's still early on in the infancy. I could push back a week. Whereas Infinite Journeys, I'm like, nah, we're we're getting up there. So we got to stick with it. Yeah. Today's uh, game of choice, we'll get to a little bit later on because we're going to have some news gone wild first. But for anybody listening, I don't think we announced it. We chose Amnesia Dark Descent from the Amnesia collection that got added to Game Pass. I thought for a minute you were going to make a joke about not remembering what the game was. No, I should have, though, considering <laughs> it's called Amnesia. It would have been right? perfect. I mean, I can tell you what I don't remember is anything that the game is about. <laughs> and I beat it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. But I think we'll, we'll get into that more. I, I'm pretty curious about our news going wild right now. Oh, yes, I already told you before the episode. A new footage that somebody uploaded to YouTube of spotting a Bigfoot or a skunk ape, I guess, because he was in Florida. And people are calling it like the the best video evidence yet. So I'm going to share the screen with you. It's like a two minute video. I watched it before I even started the podcast. And I was like, this doesn't look like Bigfoot to me. It just looks like a dude in a hoodie. But I wanted to get Asher's take on it. So I'm going to share the screen here. I had to, while you're sharing it, I had to look it up because you said, or a skunk ape. And I'm like, nobody calls them that. No, apparently that's what Florida calls. Yeah, the Florida version. Fun. Yeah, it's yeah. called the skunk ape. All right, so I got well, it. I don't know if you can see this full screen. Um, uh, yeah, I see it full screen. Okay, and just to let you know, in typical like, camera quality fashion, it is blurry. Oh, yeah. So. It's a well, two-minute video, so we'll have to try and commentate as the video goes on. So, Luckily, I, we don't have ads because I already watched them, right? <laughs> so we don't have to watch them again. It's like three FPS. Yeah, and it's at. I have it. Let me make sure. Yeah, you can see here. I've got it set to seven twenty p. Right, which is the highest it'll. Yeah, go the highest that. it'll go. It's something that's. It's quite. It looks like. I mean, I guess maybe it could be a monkey scratching at a tree. Oh, this is where he said he pushed the record button by accident. The clip stopped, but it starts again. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm sure you did. Nah, you just freaking push stop so your body could get in better position. All it so, does is rip apart this tree. I mean, I, I see the form he's looking at, and it's just... It, it literally could just be like a a black piece of clothing draped over yeah. a rock. Like, I don't see any motion or anything. Well, it is it moving. If you saw it pulled something off the tree and threw it into the water on the right. 
Oh, yeah, I might See, not have caught that. Can, oh, you might not hear the sound either. I mean, I got the sound on, but you might not be able to hear it. No, I don't hear the sound, but I mean... That might be the issue. I should have clicked the little thing when I nah, hit share. All right. But yeah, there's a sound effect. You can hear it basically pulling limbs and off the tree and throwing it. And now it's standing a little bit. I don't know what it's looking for in that tree. I think it's just a dude that like hid money. <laughs> out in the woods looking for it. For sure. Looks like a dude in a hoodie. Like I, it doesn't look furry at all. It doesn't have. It, I don't know. It doesn't it look like animal at all. No, it doesn't. That's what I was saying. I was like, it doesn't look like fur. And even the, there's a part where the head is where it like comes down and it looks like like maybe the top part is his hair and then part of the part of the hoodie, like if it wasn't draped over your head, then it stands up and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look furry to me at all. You know what? I think right before it stood up there, it actually looked like there was a backpack on or maybe underneath the uh, hoodie, like they had a backpack on to bulk it up. Yeah, and like because here's the thing. OK, and there. And just like the Blair Witch with nothing. Right. <laughs> just the dude running away. So if he was running with his phone, right? I'm assuming this is taken with a phone. I don't know what phone they're using that their camera quality was that bad. Because like you have to yeah, go out bad. of your way to find a phone that has that poor of a camera anymore. They're all like touting how good their camera is, right? But if you think about how you're going to be running with your phone, it's either going to be up in front of you. Right. Like, cause you, right. you run with your arms in front of you. So you're either going to be seeing the person or you're going to be seeing the trees. This was right at the ground and okay. Maybe they're running with it pointed down, but like, I don't know. You, you would again, see the trees of their leg, the way you would hold, like, I don't know. I, I, I think that is like absolute, you know, doctored made. Yeah. Up. I say the same thing. I say it's like two friends just trying to make a like a horror film skit to trick right. the masses and people for some reason they're falling for it. Which I'm always a bit bummed when cryptid stuff, you know, just has no substance to it because cryptids are so cool, you know, like the Bigfoot. Yeah. He, he's pretty neat, you know. All kinds of Bigfoot lore and comics and uh uh video games and stuff. Like it's 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 cool. You want to know what's cooler? Uh, ice. <laughs> no. A patient <laughs> played saxophone throughout his own brain surgery. Uh, what now? <laughs> yeah. The doctor studied the music prior to surgery so they would notice any changes. And while he was receiving the, bain, br- the brain surgery, he played a saxophone. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how. I don't so... know how it's possible, but it's way cooler. Yeah, I mean, that's really neat, but like, was he like sitting up for it? Because usually Tony you're laying down. Of Churchville, New York. Oh, no, I clicked on. I thought I clicked on that and I clicked on a must see Halloween display. So that wasn't even. <laughs> I said they clicked on it. Thanks to local anesthesia, all the patient felt during the procedure was the rhythm of his jams as he blew through the surgery with a playlist that included the 1970 film Love Story theme song and the Italian national anthem. Hmm. A team of 10 surgeons. It's a little strange. It says a team of 10 surgeons, and it says led by Dr. Christian Brogna, and then it says kept the patient identified only as GZ awake for nine hours of surgery to allow them to navigate brain function while they work to remove a brain tumor. This was on October 10th, so this was like, this is the beginning of the month. That seems really He was 35. Yeah, like, they usually don't want you doing things during surgery, you know? Okay, I 
I would have said fake, but there's actual video of this too. Yeah, because like you're not supposed like especially brain surgery, they wouldn't want you moving around. Shut up, Discord. I don't need you popping up. Yeah, Discord. Yeah. Oh, once again, no sound, but he is actually playing it. Okay. And I can hear the sound. Okay, so uh, he's sitting up in the uh, the operating chair. Yeah. And they don't, see... they don't show anything, but they do have like a screen behind the doctor showing what's going on. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I okay. can't listen to that for 51 minutes. It's hurting my ears. <laughs> was it like not well played? It was well played. It was just loud. Oh, okay. See, I meant see. And now, if I do this, let's see if you can hear it now. I hit share sound this time. Okay. Can you hear it? Oh yeah, that is very loud. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this for 51 seconds. But yeah, I guess it is pretty legit. Wow. And he's actually really good, too, which is kind of impressive. I, I don't think it translates well from being recorded to put on Twitter to play through Zoom. Probably not. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, huh. so the dude was, I mean, he was legitimately playing the saxophone while yeah, he was having brain yeah, surgery. I, so. I don't know what to say about that. That is genuinely uh, wild. Also, a man who posted a TikTok video every day for 321 days pretending to be dead got what he wanted after landing a dream role as a dead body on CSI Vegas. <laughs> that was a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. 321 days. Of just pretending to be dead in TikTok videos and he landed a dead body role <laughs> hmm. in CSI Vegas season two. I, I mean, I guess, I guess you, you got to dress for the role you want. Yeah, I guess so. Or act for the role you want. Or, case... or not act in this case. <laughs> yeah, not act. Just pretend to be dead. Uh, a man in a gimp suit has been terrorizing the local community in a part of North Somerset with one person describing his experience with the man as freaky. All right, folks, go ahead and check off your risque portion <laughs> on the Infinite Journeys bingo card. Yep, it's official. And he was messing with a... I guess he's crawling on the ground freaking out a teenager. I, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Blue I, gloves I, and a full body suit, which was covered in muck. Hang on, I've got pictures for you. I mean, if he's crawling all over the ground, probably. Did you ever play Soul Calibur? All I can think of yes. is Voldo from Soul Calibur. Yes, the really freaking weird one. Here's a picture. Also a blurry picture, but a picture all the same. This is the same guy that took the pictures of the Bigfoot. <laughs> it, it might be. It does. It looks like they... that guy spoke. English. I don't know what that is below it, but we're just going <laughs> to scroll back. <laughs> <laughs> I like... I don't know what they're wearing. I know they said uh, a gimp suit and they have it in quotations. To me, it just looks like they're like in like black makeup or just covered in mud. Yeah. Or one of those like a a morph suit, the like, you know, full on like green spandex kind of suits. But this one's black. Look at the title. Team describes encounter with grunting in quotations. Somerset gimp. That that sounds like a collectible you find in a a, a, a video game or an unlock. In like uh, Saints Row. Yeah, yeah, the grunting Somerset gimp. Or uh, the original San Andreas, where you had to wear a gimp suit part of that yeah. game yeah, yeah. as one of the story missions. <laughs> oh, Cardi B goes out for dinner wearing gimp suit. I don't know why it's attached to this video. I guess because it's just gimp suit related. Oh, oh, you, you scrolled yeah, too I, far. I scrolled past. <laughs> 
It looked like somebody like doing drugs off a woman. It was. It was. I don't know what that was all about, but <laughs> I was like, that is not part of this video. <laughs> oh, the next one I got. Let me uh, stop the share. I forgot where it was. It was at the bottom of the screen. It's usually at the Oh, okay. Man turns his eye into a flashlight after losing it to cancer. I saw a clip of this uh, on Twitter. Um, I didn't have any audio or anything, but like it looked wild. It was like a freaking cyborg. Yeah, for sure. Like it, it I, I, Kano. Yeah, I totally endorse this. Like, you know, go for it. And then, like, if you want to get the little, like, you know, uh, like a, uh, like a prosthetic to go over it to look like you've got that little, like, shielding around it, like, Kano oh, yeah, and stuff. Oh, go, but go whole hog into it. It changed the light to be red. So it'd be like Kano's laser beam. Right, right. That would be there's so your, cool. uh, there's your Mortal Kombat reference for Neil from Mortal Kombat Podcast. I wonder if he um, used like fiber optics and like a single LED, if he could make it less of a flashlight and more of a glow. Uh, posting his amazing invention in a video, he revealed how cool it looks to have an eye glowing with light. It showed everyone how handy it is in the dark. So it's not saying how he did it. No, nah, I, mean, like, like I thought maybe you he had a video secret. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the only thing that I thought kind of sucked about the video is he keeps looking at the camera. And what happens when you shine a light at a camera? It blurs the camera. Not, yeah, it's not great for the video, but it, it does. It looks like it functions like a, uh, uh, like a, I don't know, a dollar store flashlight. Like, I don't think you're going to go jogging uh, with high visibility with it, but other yeah. people will definitely see you. It says all the technology needed to turn his eye into a glowing light, a glowing light can all be contained within his prosthetic eye. Yeah, because he showed yeah, so he has the, the prosthetic thing before eye. he put it in, I think. He prefers to call it his titanium skull lamp. It can get around 20 hours worth of light out of one battery, and it does not get hot. Oh, okay. So he is using LEDs then. Yeah, because it doesn't overheat. Yeah, and uh, good battery life. <laughs> Someone said they'd uh, crap their pants if they saw this dude walking down the street, but anyone who's seen Terminator knows to stay away from the guy with the glowing eye. Yeah, no kidding. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that that's really cool. Eleven mile stretch of road, I'm assuming, because it looks like a road considered one of the most haunted roads in America. I just should have just read the title because I said I'm assuming <laughs> it's a road, and then it says in the title that it's a road. Does it say where? I'm looking I mean, for other it. than in America. Riverdale Road in Colorado. That's where Jeff from the eighty seven fifty podcast is from. Oh man. Well, he's not from that specific place, he's just from Colorado, but no, no, you said it. You said his home address and everything. <laughs> Riverdale Road. Riverdale? Huh. That's like a freaking... Uh... Archie Comics. Yeah, Archie Comics. Yeah. Riverdale Road has been nicknamed the Gates of Hell because some of the tales that surround it. For starters, huh. there's the gruesome report of a man who killed his wife and children by setting their house ablaze. Wow. The mansion house set behind sat behind some large gates, hence the grisly nickname. Other accounts suggest that slaves were lynched along the road, which is obviously utterly deplorable, it has, but has added to the tales of the supernatural in the time that has since elapsed. Hmm. Jeez. One particularly strange account suggests that there is a ghost driver of a Camaro car that roams the road looking for drivers who are goaded into racing to their doom. I mean, that's one of those things that, like, if I knew I was going out and I was into street racing, I'd go, like, find that ghost. <laughs> a ghost in a Camaro, too. That's crazy. There are also rumors that rural areas and structures such as chicken coops have become meeting areas for witches and cult members. 
I doubt that. Can like <laughs> I highly doubt any group of people that would refer to themselves as witches would go hang out in some random person's chicken coop. Yeah. House haunted by ghosts who keep talking dirty to the people who live there. Oh. A homeowner believes her property is haunted by ghosts who whisper profanities. You uh that's something you rent out. It was like a, a Airbnb or like a, a themed bed and breakfast. This is in Gainesville, Texas. Hmm. The lady, Linda, has only managed to stay there for a grand total of six months. That's the longest anyone stayed in that house, apparently. Ten tenants left in the space of two years. With one of them coming out and telling her that they believe the property was haunted. I love this part, though. It says, if there's anything creepier than being haunted by ghosts, it's probably a ghost who won't stop leaving you alone by whispering dirty talk in your ear. (laughs) Yeah, I if... I own that property. I would absolutely like market it as that and, you know, rent out rooms and stuff. Yeah. The homeowner admitted she didn't believe them at first until she experienced what she believes was a paranormal presence herself while taking a shower. And she's like an older lady. She's not young by any means. Okay. At least judging from the picture. I mean, that sounds rude, but I didn't give her whole name out. So, <laughs> oh, According it sounds like to... the ghost doesn't discriminate. Yeah. A dark figure. Okay, according to her, a dark figure appeared on the other side of the shower curtain like the iconic scene out of Psycho. However, unlike in Psycho, where the figure brutally murders the naked and vulnerable shower taker, (laughs) this lady heard it whisper, looking good. She presumed it was her husband until he walked in and questioned who she was talking to, promising he hadn't just been in the bathroom. I mean, he literally could have done that and been like, well, you know. Yeah, it wasn't me, like, playing Yeah. But that that is pretty good, though. There's a door that finds a way to swing open even when pounded shut. A 19-foot well was also discovered under the house's living room. Oh, wow. It was built on the original property, which was reportedly a brothel, but built over decades later. I mean, some... this, this story is starting all piece together. Yeah, some people have theorized the well is actually an endless void, which acts as a portal from the world of the dead to the world of the living. I I love some some people theorize like like Ted down the hall won't stop telling me about the endless portal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the lady has since turned the house into. Well, I might as well just say her name. It's Linda Hill. Okay. Because it says Hill has since turned the house into Hill House Manor, advertising the property as a residence for ghost seekers to come and investigate for themselves. So she's yeah, already see? public anyway. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, I could have said her name the whole time. That's pretty I, nuts. Yeah, that, that's what you do with that property. You know, you don't live in it. You 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 set it up for tours and rentals and stuff. Yep. And that is all we got for our news gone wild, Asher. That was uh that was pretty good. We had some uh more interesting things, some more strange things. The, yeah. the saxophone was like that was unique. It wasn't you know. Usually we've got like criminal activity in the the news gone wild but i think that I, one wasn't i think there was one but i lost it somewhere in in all my little web pages so i just ignored it <laughs> <laughs> i mean we had the criminal one last time with the dude with the elmo doll i think we're good with the criminal element for a while <laughs> right right yeah and we, we had our our risque lewd entry with the uh with the, gym the somerset gim <laughs> uh fantastic then we had a dude pretending to be dead for 30 what was it no, 321 days. days. Not a full year. He couldn't go the whole yeah, time, he should, you know? Maybe it was because he went 321 days and then got offered the job. And he was like, ah, I'll just see, do this now. 
you continue on. You hit 365 so that you can then market it your book and your other stuff as my year, my 365 days as a corpse, you know? Yeah. That's it's true. not as interesting when you're like, yeah, I was a corpse for 321 days. <laughs> and then I was on CSI Vegas as a dead body. Right. Is that body going to be for the remainder of the 365 days? Because then he can still use it. That's true. Yeah. He just has to stretch out um recording of that episode for, uh, what 44 days yeah like 40 something days <laughs> if he can do that then he can still get it 360 then he might even have a guinness world record yeah maybe pretending to be a dead body for 365 days i don't know if there's a guinness record for pretending to be a dead body at all but <laughs> if there I, is know, he might be the one to take it i don't feel like looking that up i just don't want to know the answer <laughs> neither do i and <laughs> it doesn't really matter because it's time to get into what we've been playing <laughs> Ah, yes. Which uh, was not just Amnesia Dark Descent, which we're still going to cover. But for me, it was like a little all over the place this week, which I think I texted you earlier in the week. You had a very rich gaming week, it sounded like. Yeah, Call of Duty for me, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, like I I beat, I think I already talked about it last time where I beat the campaign in like two days. I think I talked Mm -hmm. about it last episode. So it was really just me waiting for that until midnight midnight on uh, Friday. I think it finally became available for me. Then I had a few issues as it became available where it was like 20 minutes in before I finally actually got into the multiplayer because they were yeah. like working on the servers or something. But once I was in, I just been playing it kind of nonstop all weekend with my buddy Twisted Joker, who people should remember because he came on the podcast to uh, the As Dust Falls episode he was on, I believe. Yep. yep. Yeah, so I've pretty much been playing that nonstop. I'm like ranked 23 now. I have watched a, a little bit of that. It looks like it's still got some of the stuff I used to enjoy about the uh, early Modern Warfare entries with um, unlocks, you know, get so many kills with this weapon, with yep. this scope, and you unlock this thing. Yeah, and I've that's... already unlocked almost every operator. Oh, nice. At least on one side. I think I have, I think there's 13 on like the Ranger side and 11 on the other side. And I currently have. 11 man i might have 12 or 13 because twisted joker and i just did the first co-op mission okay right before the podcast like we ended 15 minutes before we recorded and that unlocked another operator on that side so oh, cool. <laughs> it was the one we wanted so i think i think the other the only operators we have left are in the co-op like you unlock them specifically by doing the other two co-op missions right so that's kind of what i'll be working on yeah, it's only I- two more of them but i know a lot of people play those for the multiplayer and the gunplay and everything but i i liked all the unlocks like i, I yeah. like things that like told me oh you you're progressing along this far to get this and like it, it gave me something to do when i needed a break from just focusing on the gunplay you know yeah now there is one issue i have one major issue i have with this game is that there is no hardcore mode at launch yeah i i think that's a bummer like i it's i know been that in it's every not, cod <laughs> yeah it, it's not the most well played or most uh played you know multiplayer but there are people that always play it you know that's what i'm one of those people it's the only mode i play i don't like i'm getting good at the basic mode but i don't like how how long it takes to kill somebody i prefer the hardcore mode where you can just die faster but kill faster as well right it's just a mode i prefer because my skill level isn't 100 percent there although i was averaging like 20 kills last night so that wasn't too oh, bad nice. but but uh yeah that was my only disappointment i heard it is coming but it's not coming until the launch of the first like battle pass season, which is November 16th. 
I, I'm willing to bet they just, you know, looked at it and they're like, yeah, this doesn't, people don't jump into this right away, you know? But that's so. the problem because the second it wasn't in, I've heard all I saw was just nonstop people complaining that it wasn't in. So right. I think they yeah. got that wrong. I think more people play hardcore than anything else. But yeah, yeah maybe. it's coming November 16th. Like I said, a lot of people were mad about that because it's always been at launch and it, they're not even calling it a hardcore mode now. It's called Tier One, which I also thought was dumb. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of odd. Like that naming convention suggests that there's, you know, tier two or three or like that regular multiplayer is tier two thus you know secondary you know yeah like to me the tiers were as you level up you get into those tier brackets with like more players at your skill level so the game essentially gets harder for multiplayer for someone like me who's like at a set skill level but anytime i start to get better it's going to throw me in against harder people right that's a tier to me so it just says tier one i'm like that makes no sense yeah who knows just name it hardcore and put it in the freaking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, other than that, been having a blast. Been racking up some weapons. I got the the M4, which was like the basically the first starting weapon you get in the game. I got it to like the maxed out. Okay. On the level because I used it more than anything else because it just slaughters people. And then finally, I unlocked a pistol. And usually, I suck with pistols in a Call of Duty game, but the uh, GS pistol in this one is like a beast. That thing is like a freaking shotgun in pistol form. Now with um <laughs> Call of Duty, I can't remember. Do they call things the actual names? So is there like uh, a Glock and the the M4A1 and stuff like that, or are they like similar to but legally distinct names? No, they call, like the M4 is an actual weapon. It's just an M4, and then there's an M16, right? Eventually, okay. and then there's like the I just unlocked and started playing with this battle rifle, but I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it because it starts with the L and it's like really weird. It's like a lock man or something. It's like really weird. But yeah, like the, the GS, I just call it a GS, but it's like a 50 GS. So I'm assuming it's like a 50 caliber round, which is probably why it's brutal. Yeah, that makes sense. And that thing just destroys people. And then, yeah, I think they do have some that are like weird, weird, like some of the SMGs I've never heard of. But that doesn't mean they're not real guns. I just never heard of them. Right. Because they're probably all like military guns that people use. And then, oh, person- yeah. I'm I'm looking at them now and like I I think they have shortened some like the M4 and the M16 like I'm pretty sure it's M16 dash something and I think the M4 is the uh, M4A1 or something like that I could be very wrong um, and I'm going to challenge anybody that thinks that I am wrong to leave a comment um, yeah <laughs> I'm not beyond that <laughs> no no correct me please but uh, hang on yeah 50 cal GS huh yeah, that thing don't play. Like I had to, there was one of my daily missions was to get kills with that thing. And I pulled it out and uh, Twisted Joker was like, dude, if you get the to do the pistol kills, just if you've unlocked that, you want to just use it. Trust me, it's good. And then I used it. I was like, holy crap, this thing packs a punch. <laughs> Even in non-hardcore mode, that thing was no joke. It was wrecking people left and right. Yeah, usually uh, for me with uh, guns like that, that first hit has punch but I can never land like the second hit because I can't handle the recoil because, you know, I'm yeah. bad at games. So. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I was with the M4 today on one of the missions. I got the kill on the person, but it was so funny because it went to the kill cam and you just see my gun shooting at the left and just like slow motionly going to the right until it actually hits the <laughs> oh, I was fantastic. like, wow, I'm surprised I got that kill and that guy didn't kill me first because my aim was horrendous right there. <laughs> right. That was from the recoil. The uh, I guess the other mode I wanted to talk about is that they added like that third person mode, which I think I told you I'd heard about, 
Right. And that was like something I was looking forward to trying. I've only played it once so far, but it was actually quite fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Uh, that's cool to hear because uh, every time I've had any experience with third person in um, any of shooter games, um, it sucks because people learn how to manipulate the camera to look around walls. So like, yeah, they, they're not visible, but they can see you because they've, you know, figured out how to, you know, more or less corner peek without peeking. Yeah. And then, you know, anybody that uses things like claymores or, uh, you know, tries to cover, you know, lines of sight or anything, they, they can't because you, there's no element of surprise. Yeah. for With this one in the area that I was at, it's like this, I can't remember what the map is actually called. I've gotten it in the regular mode too, but it was the first one I got in the third person mode, which is the only time I played it so far. So in other maps that may become an issue, but in this map, I didn't have it. Okay. It's basically just like one large freeway with just like traffic jammed cars all over it. So there's plenty of places to hide for cover and like camp and right. stuff, but there's not really ways to like peek around quarters too much just because it's, okay. it's just stuff everywhere. That actually sounds like a really cool map. Yeah. And it was domination on that map which okay. was insane trying to you can jump on cars and like climb over them or there's like two like tunnel ways next to them on either side that you can kind of go through once i learned the map i've started getting more and more kills on it because i kind of got to where i knew where people were going to come through okay or where they were going to come from but my favorite map so far has been the uh raceway map which is exactly what it sounds it's like an f1 raceway you're not you're not on the actual tracks. You're like in like a I guess like an area, like an entertainment area, like kind of around the tracks. There's like a Ferris wheel. There's like all these little like arcade like slot machines and stuff. And you can okay. actually hear the cars zooming by. And you can see a couple garage doors with some of the F1 style cars like parked there. That's been my favorite map so far, just because it was so different. I was like, this is actually kind of cool. I dig this. That is cool. That sounds really cool. And then most of the other maps are just like typical COD maps, like destroyed buildings and like desert kind of areas and stuff like that. <laughs> I think I saw somebody playing uh, in an airport, which is kind of a classic one. I don't think I got that map yet. I've only gotten the raceway. Okay. Unless what you saw was raceway, and it looked, unless you saw a plane, then it probably was an airport. But uh, you know it. I, I thought it was the airport. I could have swore it was because they, they have uh, one they've reused a couple times where you can go like out under the plane and up into the plane. Yeah, and, like, they have had that another one. Area. So, it, yeah, I probably just haven't got the map yet. It's possible. And then they added uh, Ground <laughs> yeah. War, which has been in a, a few of them, which is basically like a battlefield style one, like just a massive, like a bunch of people on the map trying to oh, capture okay. objectives and fight. Yeah, it's kind of like Battlefield. And there was another one that was just like that, but it was called Invasion. And in that one, I played one match. It was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. I was like two seconds into the spawn and got run over by like an ATV or something. It was like, yeah, I'm good. So how many uh, players are in their big battle? I don't remember, to be honest. Because like Battlefield, it's like 50 times 50 or something, isn't it? Like it Yeah, it's huge. like it's like massive. I'm going to look it up real quick. Because Ground War Modern Warfare 2... Big team Player. battles. I think those are only sixteen each, like eight aside or something like that. Okay, yeah, the ground war is two teams of thirty-two players each. Wow, so it is kind of like huge. a battlefield. Yeah, and then okay, so what is invasion then? I need to know what invasion was because it kind of felt like a mini ground war. It was like a smaller map. Invasion is an all-out war mode with forty battle, forty players battling it out alongside AI enemies. Oh. Does that mean I wasn't even getting killed by other players? I was getting killed by enemies? Possibly. That sounds like it's like a 
when you first load into Fortnite, how it's like a battle royale, but it's peppered with uh, AI. So there probably are other players in there. It sounds like it's 40 players and then a smattering of AI. Yeah, invasion is a new mode on the large map with 20 players per team. Your goal is to eliminate the opposing team. The highlight, you not only play against other players, but also the AI. So there's AI players on each team. And you just don't know who's AI or who's a player because I didn't know. Hmm. That, well. All I know is I sucked at it. I couldn't do anything. I got run over and I gave up. Oh, well, I finished the match, but I was like, I'm not going to play this mode again. I'm curious if it's like on the team because then it's not full 20 on 20 because it, it's, you know, how many ever players first. And then is it autofill AI? That's like what if, I'm thinking. It's probably autofill. Okay. See, because then it could have been you with like six AI and then a handful of other actual yeah. people or it could have a been full me. team of people. You know? Yeah, it could have been me and 19 AI versus an entire team of 20 people. <laughs> Right. Imagine you're the only one that's the actual person. Then there's a prisoner rescue mode, which I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, you have that's to like an like, old Counter-Strike. Yeah, it's either save the hostages or protect the hostages. I kept dying in that one. I sent a friend request to somebody on there. I don't know if they'll listen to this podcast. And maybe they find my Xbox profile, but by the name of Little Debbie, because they rezzed me and kept winning the match for us until we like lost in the end. <laughs> I was like, I'm sending a friend request to this person because they keep saving my life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a team player. Yeah. Yeah, the third person mode was the most intriguing, like new kind of mode for me until like Warzone 2 comes out, which will probably, I assume, be out November 16th when the first season begins. Okay. Other than that, I bought like the entire, except for the first game and the fifth game, the entire like Sniper Elite collection on my Switch. And then I bought Zombie Army Trilogy on Switch. Okay. And I was just playing through a bunch of those, going for those X-ray like long shots and stuff like that because they're really fun <laughs> to shoot dudes and watch their nuts explode in X-ray right. mode. <laughs> but uh, here's what was funny. It wasn't doing that in the freaking Switch version, at least not in the old ones. And I was really upset. Oh. I was like, did they take that out of the Switch version? They probably did because Nintendo is pretty uh tight on you know that kind of censorship. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they took it, they either took it out of the Switch version or because it was like I was playing V2 remastered in three, so maybe that specific detail didn't come until the fourth one. Maybe. And I, I just got the fourth one too, but I haven't gone for one of those shots yet. I've only gone for like headshots, and like all the headshots are still graphic, like you see eyeballs explode, jawbones break, noses blow up. Oh, okay, okay. So it shows everything else. Just whenever I went for one of those shots, it was like, nah, we're just gonna drop the enemy. Oh, okay, so maybe it's not the censorship, maybe it's just that that feature wasn't in there. Yeah, it could either be a censorship thing or just like I haven't got lucky enough to nail one of those shots yet. Because I think like with the x-ray, it's like not it's not every single shot, even though I increased the chance of it of the x-ray. I, I know it's not called x-ray either. It's called like bullet time or something like that. Well, not bullet time because that's like slow motion in the freaking matrix. But right. <laughs> whatever it's called, it's bullet something. But yeah, like I turned it up so it would be increased because that's my favorite part of the game is when I take the shot and it like goes the x-ray. And like shows the bones breaking and stuff. It's always fun. Yeah. The most satisfying is when you like shoot one enemy and then it, it shows it the x-ray and it goes through them and it hits the dude behind them and takes them out too. Oh, that's really cool. That's always fun. And the freaking zombie, the zombie army one, I guess, is the best looking one out of the couple that I played. But Sniper Elite 2 and 3 are like way older. So I kind of right. expected they wouldn't look as good. And then Sniper Elite 4 is like so modern that it's kind of dumbed down quite a bit on the Switch. Oh, okay. It still looks good, but it's like 
kind of like when I played Outer Worlds and stuff like that, where it kind of the the Switch just couldn't handle the graphical fidelity of it. Yeah, I I've feel that way a lot when i look at switch games i'm like ah, i i would love to be able to play this like handheld and move it around and everything have those options but the switch just doesn't have the the oomph that i want yeah. for certain games you know and like it I, does depend on the game like i said like the uh the sniper elite v2 and sniper elite 3 complete edition both looked great like there was right. no like fuzzy it was only sniper elite 4 which was like the one right before five that just came out, which I did start playing five again. I gave it another chance. Still encountered annoying glitches, but like pushed through it this time and actually got through that first level. <laughs> right. And then uh Zombie Army trilogy looks great on the Switch. And Zombie okay. Army 4 is on there, but I haven't got it yet because it was a little too expensive. I was like, I I'm you. just gonna wait on this one to get later. But eventually I would plan on having basically the whole collection of both on my Switch. Right. But that's mainly because I like playing them on my breaks at work. Yeah, that that is the really nice thing about the Switch is you can do that, and then you, if you want, you just bring it home and dock it. You know. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And now, and I didn't, I don't know why it took me so long to realize it, but I can charge the Switch with any USB C cord. So yeah, even though sure I don't can. have the dock, I can charge it while I'm at work, which I don't know why uh... I didn't realize it, but I realized it earlier in the week. Because I mean, you get used to the dock, and it's almost like magic. You put it in, it charges. There you go. Yeah. So I did that. I think one day out of the week, but usually I just put it like in the sleep mode and it holds up the whole shift. I don't have to charge it until I get home anyway. So most of the time I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, I kind of talked about those pretty quick, but then the last thing that I was playing was a little bit of an amnesia dark descent, which is what this episode is supposed to be about. (laughs) Yeah. So the, uh, we will end the episode with that. Absolutely. Uh, so I spent a good portion of, well, I didn't get to play things a good portion this week, which was kind of a bummer, but I uh, kept digging in on that Project Zomboid, and uh, man, the depth of that game, like, it's like a farming simulator in the game. It's like... Holy crap. Like, it's... There's, like, building mechanics. There's... um, whole things about like sight there's calorie counts and stuff for your food so like you can manipulate your character's weight and if you go over and under certain weight thresholds it starts to affect your ability to like run uh how much endurance you have uh it's it's just the number of layers is crazy um there's uh tv programs that run at certain times it'll like teach you how to do some carpentry and stuff they only run for the first like nine days. And then after that, you know, the TV station or whatever has been overrun with zombies. Um, right. So you can catch those shows, but you don't know what time it is unless you find a watch. So like if you get a digital watch, you get the time and date up in the corner. Analog watch, you just get the time. But like if you're by a TV, you can watch this show. Just kind of hang out. It like relieves boredom, gives you some skill. But like... I left the TV on when I went out to go forage for stuff and I came back and there were zombies all over my house because oh, the static noise attracted them, you know, oh, that's kind of cool. <clears throat> I, the level uh, of detail you've said about this game is pretty insane. Oh, yeah, it's wild. Um, my buddy was just showing me, he was like, Oh yeah, check out how in depth the cars are. And he like went over to the front of the car, like the hood and he activated it. Like you would to open a door or, you know, get open the trunk or anything. And it gives you a whole breakdown on the car, like how much gas is in it, uh, what condition it's in, the battery, like you can replace parts of the car. And 
like the map uh we, we were playing and i was like i wonder how much there is because like we get so far and uh you know a couple games in day or in game days and then both of us get bit and in, in the game it's a death sentence you once you're bit you're infected you will turn into a zombie within three days oh dang so but like you can get scratched and get turned into a zombie but the thing is with everything else it'll tell you it never tells you if you have the nox infection which is the zombie infection but interesting a, a bite is always an infection so like we'll be doing stuff and we'll both get bit and we're just like all right well i guess we might as well just quit because we're both going to be zombies in a few days and there's not much reason to keep going with that you know It'd be cool if you could do stuff as the zombie. <laughs> yeah. Well, your your character resurrects and like you can load into that world and go find your person, you know? That's so, kind of cool to yes. see. So if you're playing like multiplayer, you know, you can, you know, be palling around with Bob and then Bob turns into a zombie. You can find him again later and be like, oh, yeah. Remember that uh, hammer I gave you, Bob? Yeah, it's mine now. <laughs> take him out. Take the hammer back. Yeah, yeah. Um but I, I looked up a map online to see the area because there's, you know, four different areas you can play in. Uh, Muldrow, Riverside, uh, West Point, I think. Anyways, I don't remember the name exactly. They're all in the same world. You can actually drive from one location to the other. There's just oh, a nice. bunch of, like, trees and stuff in between. It takes a little while to get there. So, like, it's all interconnected. And because, uh, like, we started finding maps laying around, uh, and you can use the map, and it'll show you, like, oh, Riverside. And when you open up your map, it'll be, like, grayed out where it just, you know, showed you. And then right. it'll be, like, lit up where you are and where you've discovered. And then everywhere in between is, you know, fog of war, basically. But... You know, picking up all these maps and having it uncover it. And it's like, huh, I zoomed out a little bit and I didn't realize that I could zoom out more and more and more. I'm like, this game is huge. That's crazy. Yeah. So and like doing stuff like um, he was uh breaking down all the furniture in the house to get his carpentry skill up so he can help board up windows and stuff. Why I'm outside using my foraging skill to find like sharp stones so we can make you know a, a stone axe so we can chop more stuff down like we're uh every time we go to a place we're like siphoning all or not siphoning but we're scooping all the uh water out of the toilet tanks because the water shuts off after so long so we're going back home and filling our bathtub with water so we can drink you know that sounds insane it is <laughs> that it was is. a lot going on right there yeah um, I've taken up with, uh, cause there's a button you can click where you can basically just pick up anything in the game. If right. it's something you can make like cabinets, you need to have enough carpentry to be able to pick it up. But some things that you can't make, you can just grab. So those big water coolers that you would see at like an office building, I've been grabbing those and taking them back to wherever we're staying. They're like 30 pounds. So as soon as you pick one up, you're over encumbered. Right. Cause your carry weight's like 12 pounds or something in the game. Not very much. Uh, but yeah, I take it back and I set it down. It's like 250 units of water, which is like a lot. But after, because you, you have to wash your clothes because you get blood on them and dirt and they'll make you get sick. Oh, you geez. have to wash your weapons. You have to wash yourself. Uh, if I use bandages, they're dirty. So I have to clean them. And if I want to sterilize them, I have to boil water. So I need to make a campfire. Like, That's definitely crazy involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And it's like, I don't know, I think it's like a 15 or $20 game on Steam. 
and like looking at it you wouldn't think that it's that involved but like if you like the idea of zombies and you like the idea of like oh in a survival setting i would drive here do this and get that this is the game for you it's got all that survival minutia you know yeah that reminds me uh game that you had talked about earlier on the podcast came to game pass and i forgot to mention it was that vampire survivors game oh yeah it uh got added to Game Pass recently. I don't know if it's on console, but I know for a fact that it's on PC Game Pass because I just okay. saw it. I started downloading some PC games because I saw like my EA Play was like, oh hey, uh, you have Game Pass with EA Play, so you can play ten hours of like Battlefield twenty forty two. Even though I originally hated the beta, I was like, well, it's a free ten hours. I might as well try it out. So I downloaded yeah. it. I haven't really. Pl- I think I played like five minutes and then rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope. <laughs> But I was like, well, it was worth trying. It was free. I didn't have to pay for it. That's cool. But yeah, it didn't, I, I was like, yeah, this is no Call of Duty. I'm out. Yeah, the EA stuff, I look at it every once in a while, but I don't know. I usually don't get pulled into a lot of their games. Yeah, they've got some good stuff. I think the Evil Within games are EA. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so they've uh, got some good ones in there, but I, those so- in like the uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order are the only ones I really remember that I majorly played from them. I installed that on my Xbox day one when I got it, and uh, I never played it. Jedi Fallen Order? Yep. Well worth a play. It's a very good game. I, I That's all awesome. I've heard. I, I, no one I've ever talked to has had anything bad to say about it. I just, I don't know. I think I, finally, I think I finally got around to finishing it like last year, and it was mainly because I wanted to see the whole story. I was like, I want to follow this through. <laughs> and I did, and I was like, oh, I like the ending of that. So hopefully they do a second one. I think it's because while I think Star Wars is all right, and I think the spaceships in Star Wars are pretty cool, I really don't care for Jedi themselves. Right. So I I think that's where I'm falling down. And I know there's a lot of like uh, platforming. And then like on top of that, there's like time stop kind of situations where you're like force holding things to do jumps and stuff. And I like I was bad at that kind of stuff in Breath of the Wild. So I'm like, I was going to say, and there's "Ah." some. And that game is pretty Dark Souls style, which is why I was surprised you didn't play it, because it's got a lot of Dark Souls out of ring S vibes where like when you meditate to level up or whatever, it respawns all the enemies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd heard too. Uh and I thought, you know, that's pretty neat because it's an interesting take that not every game does that. You know, there's a lot once you've cleared an area, it's cleared. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Who knows? But I like I said, the main reason I finished it was because at the time it came out, there wasn't much coming out. And I was like, I want to finish this. I want to finish the story because I enjoyed it. And then I finally did. <laughs> so that game made me realize, you know, I'm not super into Jedi. But this whole month has made me realize that I'm not sure that I'm a horror game person. That kind of sucks. That means we can't do this more often. Because <laughs> well, I am. Like, <laughs> I, I know. I, I Like, I, with every game we've gone into, I've expressed that i had trouble finding time or interest or you know getting through the games and like i'm like they're not bad games it's not the game it's 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 me not really hooking with it and i I feel like that was kind of my problem here with amnesia uh because i loaded that up and i at first i didn't realize that i think this is an older game isn't it oh yeah it's way old Okay, yeah, so I loaded it up, and I did not realize that at first. And I'm like, I just loaded up a PlayStation 2 game, it looks like. Maybe PlayStation 1. And I'm fine with that, because, you know, I've gone back and played Oblivion, you know, like... I don't think it's that old. I think it was on, let's see, September 8th, 2010. Okay. 
So, so it was on PS4. Was it was on P? Wow. Oh, I pulled up the Wikipedia entry. For oh wait, now here we go. Amnesia. It was on Microsoft Windows and Mac. It was on computers first in 2010, and then it released in 2016 for PlayStation 4 and 2018 for Xbox One. Okay, I think so it was on PC first. Yeah, I know it was on PC first because before they did the Amnesia games, I have a whole collection of games from the same developer called Penumbra. I have like four or five of those on Steam. Okay, and they, they're like before the Amnesia games came out, and they're that like the be... same exact style part of why i was confused because i i pretty sure i'd seen it on playstation i thought it was you know coming out on playstation eh, relatively recently six years ago now but uh i was like eh, i didn't think it was that old but the graph that that didn't I, I have no problem with that i thought the graphics were fine like they look good for their time i would say yeah 2010 yeah that's we're in freaking 20 what are we in 2022 Yep. So that's 12 years 12 old now. 12 years, yeah. It's been a while. That's crazy. Uh, I had a lot of trouble with the initial camera, like, because your first, like, steps, like, the first 10 minutes you're walking yeah. around, your guy is basically drunk. But not like you're actually drunk, but like someone that thinks a drunk person walks up. <laughs> yeah, and that gets worse, because, like, as your sanity goes up, you have these motions where you can your guy will get blurry and he'll get all disoriented and barely be able to like freaking move. Yeah. Those frustrated me. I still finished the game, but I only did it with a walkthrough. There's so, no way I could have got through it without a walkthrough. I wasn't sure how far I got in the game because games like this, you, you never know how long they're going to be. I guess we should say that this is mostly a puzzle game, mostly an exploration discovery puzzle game. I would say it becomes more of a horror game. The farther you get into it. Oh yeah. No, I, I, but yeah, it like, is horror, but like, it's not like a, a combat, you know? Well, the, yeah. The beginning of it doesn't really feel too much like a horror game. You're just kind of taking in the area, like the, which it tells you when you start, it says it's more of a game of, I'm pretty sure it tells you it's more of a game of just exploring and taking in yeah, the game. They, they want you to not focus on finding save points and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Just play, which I appreciate because I, I went in and I kind of did that because it is refreshing to know that if something happens, I'm not just starting straight over, you know? Right. Um, Here's just on a quick note. You can buy the entire Frictional, that's the developer collection bundle on Steam right now for anybody listening. It's on sale. It's usually like 110 bucks. It's on sale for 1758 that's crazy that's that, every amnesia game it's also soma and i think it may i'm looking at it right now i think it's also the penumbra penumbra collector pack so I you've mean, got both of those two penumbra ones which are the old ones then you've got both of or all three amnesia games and you've got soma for 1758 i would say that if you were interested in exploratory horror you know kind of puzzle game that $17 for this amnesia game alone is probably fine. Yeah, you're getting the entire friggin' collection. Yeah, if this if any of these things sound interesting to you, I recommend you go check that out. That is a great deal. I will say it's funny because I did thoroughly enjoy the game. Like I finished it, so I'm gonna play the rest of them now since they're on Game Pass. I'm gonna go into well, the collection includes a DLC for this one, which is called Justine, which I haven't tackled yet. Okay. So unfortunately I didn't get to that. I just finished the main story like today. I played like five hours this morning and I think three hours and forty six minutes the other night. So you add that up and it's like what eight hours? Right. So it's about an eight hour long 
typical horror game most horror games are short like four to eight hours usually anyway so see that's where i would have thought that i was like maybe halfway through or something but i forget that like i i apparently am very very slow at games because i think i'm about three and a half to four hours in and i'm what maybe 10 percent with the game or something you're in i think where you left off you told me you were in the the first uh like water kind of area yes once you get out of that spot, like into the next area, like stuff starts happening faster. Okay. But there is other sections, like like I said, that I couldn't do without a walkthrough. They're like there's two sections that they say is the most dangerous areas in a game with the most amount of monsters. Where like if I didn't have a walkthrough navigating those areas, I would have just got lost and been stuck in the same spot over and over again, getting killed by monsters. Because there's very specific ways of going through these labyrinthian mazes of rooms in order to like get the pieces you need and stuff like that. Okay. And it all looks the same. So that was the only thing I really took issue with. Um, and I did die a few times. I but. think uh, the in the first area I went through, where I had to get like a key and some alchemical stuff and everything, I think I happened to get lucky in going in the directions I went, because you have to get like a key before you can go into this room. But right. I didn't even try that room first. Like, I just it kind of tells you where to go. Like it says, follow the liquid trail. I don't know why they didn't say blood. Cause it looks like a blood trail. Yeah. And it only tells you that in that specific part, the rest of the game, it does not tell you where to go. Right. Right. You have to kind of uh, like figure it out and just go, just basically explore every room to your heart's content and make sure you find all these pieces. And then um, another thing, which you haven't gotten far enough, but eventually in the game, there's parts where you'll collect uh, like two parts of something. And then you have to combine them in your inventory to make yeah. the item that you need uh so that's one of the times that i uh lost a bunch of time playing is i didn't realize i needed to get the key which i had in my inventory and pick it up and then yeah you have to door. select it from the yeah, that's the that's where it feels old yeah where you yeah. don't you can't just automatically use that yeah that's something i wish they did in more organizer you just automatically use the item if it's your so inventory. i think that literally like 40 minutes because i was just <laughs> cruising around trying to find the key and i'm like i thought i had the key right and then i get to that water section where i'm like oh okay it's full of water now and then i see the splashing and everything and like it gets me a little bit like it doesn't kill me. It's an invisible monster in the water, by the way. Right. And oh, uh, there's flashes almost like if they were footsteps. Yeah. And you can jump up on these boxes. I'm like, perfect. But the boxes are spaced at such a point that if you jump, you kind of have to land in the water and then jump again. Yeah. You have to be fast. Well, see, here's the problem. <laughs> Let me tell you a little story before we get there. <laughs> this is the part I was excited about because you told me there was a funny story to tell me. So I platinumed Dark Souls 3. It took me 24 hours of game time before I learned there was a sprint button. <laughs> yeah, there is a sprint button in Amnesia too. I did this also with uh, Bloodborne. There's a boss oh, a good way through, maybe half or so, maybe a little more, uh, called Rom who has attacks that are only avoidable, really, if you sprint. Right. And I couldn't beat him because I didn't know how to sprint. Because for some reason, in multiple games, many times, there's a run button, uh, Project Zomboid. I just found out this weekend there's a run button. My buddy's running all over the place. I'm like, why are you so fast? What trait did you pick? He's like, oh, I'm pushing the shift button. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing what now? You know? So... 
I'm trying to traverse the water. Mind you, that's why I'm so slow going through the first part of this. Because you're not running yet. I'm not running anywhere. I'm literally trudging along. Now, I will admit that most of the game, especially towards the end, I wasn't running because I didn't want enemies to be alerted and chase me down. So I was kind of crouching and walking, which will slow it down even more as well. But like what, what could be the first, I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes of the game turns into two and a half hours when you're (laughs) walking. Yeah. And then I hit that water section. You can sprint and jump across to the crates. Yeah. Well, I didn't know about sprint at first. So I'm jumping in the water, trying to make a couple steps and then jumping to the crate. So after I trudge through that a little bit and I get in that first room and I pull a lever, I'm like, all right, cool. I did it. I don't know what this does. So I'm like trying to progress and I die. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I got to get down this hallway because it's the only other way to go. And I, I go and I die. And every time you die, the game's like, hey, let me give you a helpful hint. Like, don't go in the water. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the most obvious helpful hint. It says it every time. Right. That makes me laugh. Um, And then there was, uh, there's another hint. I can't remember what it was. But so eventually I get far enough down this tunnel, not knowing how to sprint to a door it's a heavy door that you can't open. There's a, a crank you have to do, and then you have to I, get through it before it closes. Well, I had done that, but I have died. So I didn't go, like, I did the crank, and then I died, and then I found the door. I wasn't doing them both in one life. Yeah, that's what you have to do. So I was like, I, what, do you, what do you want me to do? I already pulled the crank, and I'm like, wait, I did that, like, I don't know, three deaths ago. So I, I finally got through that, and then... uh I got to the next section where you have to like throw body parts in the water to distract yeah. it. And there's another door at the other end. Once like once it's distracted, it's another crank door situation. That was the last door. I well, that door I cranked open. I got through, and then there's the door at the end, and that was the last door I've seen in the game. Because to open things, you have to use the trigger or the the button to grab. And then you use the other one to like pull back. So when yeah. you open a drawer, you have to actually open it. Well, to open doors, you actually have to pull them open. Most of the games or doors pull towards you. So every once in a while, one will go both ways. Yeah, some will go both ways. But there's a monster trying to eat me coming up from <laughs> behind me. And yep. like, there's not a lot of room to open the door. So the very first thing I did was basically slam it into myself. Then I get hit. The monster damages the door. I can't back up because it's behind me. I can't go forward because the door's not open. I was just kind of like, ah, guess I'll do the podcast now. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that scene that that monster chases you all the way through the entire section. You have to open that door and just keep running through a long like tunnel way to another door and open that door. And then through that door is a final door and you open that and then you're back out into like a new area and yeah. the monster is gone. I kind of figured um, there were some things that I enjoyed, like um, the whole grab and push mechanic. There's uh, some uh, uh, support beams and boulders that fall down in front of a door. Yeah, that comes into play quite a bit. Yeah. And like you, you can't just pick up the little rocks. You have to like knock them out of the way with something else. And then you can you know move stuff around. But like it definitely feels like it's harder to manipulate the bigger rocks than the smaller ones, you know? Yeah, like you can you can move everything even when it's heavy. And if you press the left bumper, I believe, on the trigger, at least on Xbox, it'll give yeah. it more force so it'll push it out of the way a little bit harder. Yeah, you can kind of give it a, a shove, which you use to like break open some uh 
some uh, uh, boards up on like you know windows and stuff. Uh, it's not a window, but anyways, you'll get the idea. If you well, yeah, well, there is, them. there is in like an office area. I don't know if you got to it. It's like the archives area. Because I can't remember if it's before or after the water, but there's one I, point I where you have a hole to, in the wall. Yeah, and there's one where you have to break. Uh, in that in one of those areas you have to break a window and then go outside the window and there's like a platforming sequence as you're like hugging the wall trying not to fall off to your death uh i did not and do you that. have to yeah there's like a platforming sequence along the outside of like this castle wall and you have to jump over the jump from like ledge to ledge and then go in through another window to get something and then you have to do the same platforming sequence to go back because you're locked in that room so then you have to go back out and the platform back across along the same wall and try not to fall again and go back in the window you broke out. Now, there is one thing I noticed that I was kind of frustrated with because the gameplay I thought was fine. You know, the fact that I don't know there's a sprint button is my failing, you know? Right. Um, the gameplay I thought was pretty good. Uh, it, once you got used to the grab and pull for doors and stuff and like the pickup and everything, it, it feels fine. Uh, but the camera will sometimes grab onto an event like a person screaming or you know yeah. a and jump scare like a they call it like a sanity drainer like it's a part of the game that will immediately drain some of your sanity but it's yeah. just like a paranormal event that causes it to happen it's like scripted right. into the game itself yeah and you know when it pulls your camera like if you're facing the the west wall and your camera gets pulled towards the north and you see a thing that's great i didn't miss something but I'm pretty sure there were multiple times I was just facing the wrong way when a jump scare or monster or something oh, yeah. happened. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I, I, I know I was supposed to walk in this room, walk towards that open door and then see something walking to the left or right or whatever. So I could kind of follow it or avoid it or whatever. Yeah. Except the way I play is I walked in the hallway and I immediately turned around to see if there was anything like in the archway or above me or anything like that. Cause that's how I do it. So I, I feel like I missed a bunch of visual cues because I'm not playing the way they expect you to play. Yeah. Early on, a lot of those like enemy things are just scripted into the game. So it'll show up in certain parts. Now, eventually the further you get into it, the enemies will actually give chase if they see you. So then you got to start like hiding. And oh. the one thing that sucks about it is the whole game is like stay in the light so you don't lose your sanity, blah, 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 blah. But when you like with most of the enemies in order to hide from them, you have to turn your light off because they'll see the light. So you have yeah. to hide in darkness until they, as they say, despawn or like walk right. away and disappear. Right. But as you're doing that, your sanity is getting worse. So you're increasing the chance of seeing more paranormal scary right. things. And I do like that they give you uh, two light sources. You have tinder boxes to light like torches and, yep. can, uh, and you uh, boilers have and stuff. And you have your lamp. oil lamp. Your oil runs out. Your tinder yep. box runs out too because every time you use one, it's used. Yeah, it goes away like a match, like lighting a match on a candle or whatever. Exactly. But that candle is then there. So you leave like pockets of safety, but your your lantern is your, your traveling light. And it's it's like a flashlight in any other horror game. Right. When you run out of battery, you're out, you know? So it's like you don't want to walk around with it on all the time. No, and you do run into certain sections in the game that will have, like, uh, tubs of oil, and you can use those to fully refill your lantern. Yes. I had a lot of the game later on where I had no source of light, so my sanity was just going, like, haywire because sure. I just was out of tinder boxes and out of freaking lamp. And I got, was like, too impatient. Because I wouldn't want to go just sit in a room in a light for 20 minutes and wait for the game to like wait out the sanity because the room will start to like sway all wavy and stuff like oh, you're yeah. drunk, like you were saying. 
and it like that just gets worse the more your sanity goes like the more your sanity gets worse the more the sway happens until eventually you're so disoriented that you can barely move like if you try to like run your guy will like fall to the right or left and you can't control it luckily Uh, that only happened to me like twice that may have been what was happening to me earlier too because i don't know that i at the very beginning you don't really have a light source no and and you i don't want to burn up like the two tinder boxes i had so i was just kind of doing stuff and i kept falling over and just kind of lazily looking at the ceiling and i'm like what is going on yeah and it happens it happens pretty (laughs) uh pretty quick and then also like certain puzzle things like when you solve certain puzzles not only are those safe spots but they're like sanity boosters so they'll like give you more of your sanity so it takes a little longer to wear down on you which is kind of cool I, I do like um, the menu, like your your inventory with the little brain and your heart and everything. Yeah, the heart is the health and the brain is the sanity. Yeah, because while the game, here's the thing, I couldn't figure out if it was a newer game going for an older style or an older game, but that menu just, it was very, I don't know, endearing. It was It was a good horror menu. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. One thing I can say is, like I said, I finished the whole game. I still don't understand this freaking story at all. And I picked up every piece of paper, every journal entry, every diary entry. And all I know is that some dude was owning a castle telling you that he could help you because you had a shadow chasing you. I know that at some point you're piecing together some weird magical orb. (laughs) It's monsters everywhere and people being tortured and murdered to keep you alive. So that's all I could figure is that this um, Barrington, Badgington, Bad, Bad. I don't remember. It's the name of the manor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, the Lord of the Manor. I'm pretty sure he's doing some mad scientist kind of stuff to people. Like, he made a guy explode from drinking yeah, well, something. Yeah, what it is, is they're, like, torturing people, and they're using the torture of the people, and it somehow keeps him alive. Okay. And then, like I said, I guess in the end, he kind of wants you to sacrifice yourself for him. Like, that's kind oh. of what it hints at, and that's how you get, like, there's, like, three multiple endings. There's like the one dude that was with him in the beginning that I guess was trying to do it to him and that guy's like in chains or whatever and he's asking you to help him. So at some point you can give him some potion and then chop his head off and carry it with you so you could use that as one of the endings, which is really weird. You could either, I guess the three endings, I hate to spoil them, but if anybody's not playing this, just go play the game before you listen to this part anyway. But it's old enough at this point, so spoiler alert. But yeah, I guess the one ending is something with the head like i said i didn't witness that one the only ending i kind of witnessed was i pushed over three pillars which just killed the main bad dude which is kind of what daniel's saying through the whole story is that he's going to kill alexander anyway like your character is saying so that's kind of why i just went for that ending you just pushed him over but i guess the other one is that you could sacrifice yourself and then like you walk into a portal or something and the guy gets your life force but like i said i didn't see that ending Hmm. and then the one with the one dude's head uh, his name is like Agrippa, Agrippa or something. He's mentioned in a lot of the journal entries and notes, and you eventually, like I said, meet that guy. Okay. But like, I don't really understand it. I just under like the only thing I get out of it is that they're taking prisoners, like actual prisoners, they're like criminals and stuff, and they're using that as an excuse that it's okay to torture them. Ah. Uh, because yeah. like in a lot of the like flashbacks and journal entries, Alexander's like they're criminals, they're monsters. There's nothing like he's basically saying that. And I what I wonder if the creatures and the monsters that you encounter in the game are these people that he was torturing. I'm they're I'm actually monsters so. for real yeah. at this point. Yeah, I I kind of get that feeling. And 
I definitely think this is one of those games that benefits from the second playthrough where you've got yeah. all the lore tidbits on the first one. And as you're going through the second one, you're starting to connect all the dots and see all the lines. So uh, it, it definitely, if you pick it up and again, steam, it's on a great price point right now. Yeah. For the entire um, collection. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be one of those ones that if you enjoy figuring out what's going on in a horror movie and trying to figure out who done it before you get to the end, I think you'll like putting together this story too. Yeah, it is fun. Like I said, it's kind of confusing, but then there's like, I'm like, I kind of get it, but I don't, the mysterious orb thing is really funny. Cause uh, I remember when uh, we were talking about Neil from Mortal Kombat podcast earlier, I remember when they were talking about the uh, cartoon series, how they all crossed over mm-hmm. with like this other show. And it was a like, it was like a magic orb that was crossing over between Mortal Kombat cartoon and like these other cartoons. And it was an orb. So it just made me laugh every time this thing is talking about this orb. Right. And I guess the big thing is that a shadow is following you too. So like you get to, well, this happens before you get to the water area where like when that fungi and stuff kind of like arrives and it'll explode and do damage to you and stuff like that. Yeah, that's it was really part confusing of, at first. That's part of this strange shadow presence that's like following you. Eventually, you're running for your life from whatever that shadow presence is. I never got a look at what it was. I just knew that I was running like it was Outlast and trying not to die. Because uh-huh, okay. it's like it gets intense. Like it's screaming the whole time. It's just like, Aah! like really loud screams. And you're just like running through corridors and trying not to die. <laughs> I suppose that's something else we should point out. This is more like Outlast where you're not really fighting no you as can't much fight. as you are surviving you, yeah you either have to run for your life <laughs> which on most of the enemies you're better off going into a room with like if you have a room nearby that you can duck into and hide in a corner and just like not look at the enemies because a lot of the enemies if you look at them they'll notice you so it'll happen worse right. and your sanity will go up so you have to kind of like hide in a corner until they kind of despawn and go away and hide in darkness do not hide in light because they'll just find you Right. Um, the first big labyrinth area I got to, it's well after the water area. You have to do all this stuff to get an elevator to work. And then you like you collapse, like the elevator just kind of crashes down to like the below area, which leads into one of the other most dangerous areas of the game, which is like a prison area, which is where they store all the prisoners. Okay. It's like different cell blocks and stuff. That one has a lot of these enemy creatures, and one of them spawned and chased me and killed me a couple times. To where eventually, like, to get through the door into that cell block area, you have to pull one of those pillars, like we were talking about, away. And uh, eventually, I managed to, like, pull the pillar out and kind of lay it with some rocks behind it in front of the door. And I just jumped over it, and the enemy couldn't get to me. <laughs> it just got stuck right there. Nice. So you can kind of outsmart them a little bit by pulling objects in front of you, and then they won't be able to reach you, which is and kind of beneficial. That is something I did enjoy. There's a lot of things that you can manipulate, just grab and pull. Yeah. You can also stack some of those things. Yeah. You can use like there's certain bookshelves. I have certain like like the healing items. You can stack a box or a crate to reach up on top and grab stuff. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot to explore and check out. And I'm willing to bet there's probably a couple out of bounds kind of places you can get with stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't find anything. There's some also other crazy things that you can do that like had I seen the walkthrough, I probably wouldn't have done because I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But like like I said, with the people being tortured, there's a lot of stuff that like builds into that where like there's certain... Eventually you get into certain rooms and each one is a different torture room that tortured a different person and you like trigger like the flashback noise of the person being tortured, which can get right. really disturbing. And uh, one of them is like an Iron Maiden. Oh. And you trigger it and then it kind of opens up with the spikes. And there's an actual like Easter egg in it, which I probably wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for the walkthrough, but you can go inside of it and close the door and it'll close on you and hurt you. 
which is uh, kind of like a, like it, yeah if you have full health it won't kill you it'll just do damage but it's kind of a cool little thing where it's like oh you just went in the trap that is supposed to got tortured in right another uh, one is pretty crazy there's like a brazen bull and i guess the uh the lore to that is that they put a person inside of it and then like lit a fire underneath it and it basically yep they cook a minute fire yeah and you can like there's like a wood under it and you can use one of your tinder boxes on it and it will be the sound of the person screaming from burning and then the bull like making a bull noise or whatever huh and those are like all those like little events like that drain your sanity but they're just cool little events that add to the game right like they're just kind of extra scares and then eventually i notice if your sanity gets bad enough you'll have like roaches that crawl across the screen almost as if they were like on your character's face I did see roaches occasionally, so... I think that's from when your sanity is getting dangerously low. On the easier difficulty, it won't do anything. On the harder difficulties, if your sanity gets too high, you will die. Oh, And it'll, like, end the game. Okay. So I was glad I didn't play on the harder difficulty, because I don't think I want to survive. Yeah. Um, This game uh, is like Scorn in the fact that it doesn't have a HUD. No, like, it it tells you like gives you a little hand if you can pick something up or you know you know shows you the tinder box icon if you can mess with it and stuff. But in general, I think that translates really well for like horror games, especially one where you're not expected to do any kind of combat. You're you're just no trying to get through the story. So yeah, and you're kind of it's more of about it's atmospheric horror at its finest. It's like one of the first. Like that's what it's all about taking in the atmosphere and like just being scared. And kind of the like not really knowing what's going on kind of adds to the fear of the stuff that's happening anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it like you're like, what are the freak of these creatures? And come to and, find out the ones called brutes are basically the ones that help that guy to like carry the prisoners around. So okay. they're kind of like the guards hmm. to a certain extent. And then there was one part where there was like a dead body on a table, and some of these dead bodies uh they could have done without showing like the private areas. Ah, uh, okay. But you're in the game, which I'm just like, you didn't really have to do that. Like, the body at first looks like a mannequin, and then it's just got a dude's private area. Gotcha. <laughs> you're just like, this This is kind of takes it. Yeah, so I didn't really like that. But, like, that one that was on a table, I had to, like, it was really weird. You had to get, like, a manual drill thing, put the parts together. You had to drill into his head, and oh, then you okay. had to stab a surgical needle into it. And what it's essentially doing, it doesn't tell you this. So I probably wouldn't have known what was happening had I not read the walkthrough, which actually explained it. Was you were like using whatever was in him to give you some kind of toxins so that you can get into this next area that has poison fungus and you won't be poisoned. Oh, but like I wouldn't have known that's what it was doing. I would have just been like, what happened? Like I just stabbed this into this dude and stabbed the surgical needle and then my guy passes out. <sighs> but like, it's walkthrough was beneficial in explaining what was actually happening to me because otherwise I wouldn't have known what was going on. That's a really good walkthrough. Yeah, and then there's one part after you've collected all the pieces of the orb and you have to go back to a certain area. Now in that part, I also wouldn't have known. I would have tried to run for my life, but uh, you like go back to this area that you've been to earlier. But instead of there being one of the brute creatures walking around, there's like a bunch of them. Okay. And the point is because they're supposed to hit you. Because it ah. triggers the cutscene where you end up in the cell blocks in your own jail cell because that guy's trying to stop you from getting to him or whatever. Oh, and then you okay. have to like break out of that. You have to break a piece off of the bars of the jail cell to get an iron bar and use that to break down the wall next to you and then kind of go out of the cells. And once you escape, that's when you're running from that shadow. They call it the shadow presence or whatever. That's when you're running for your life from that. Oh, cool. And that part gets annoying because you like one part I had to run and then the door that I was when I was running from the shadow presence, 
a door was blocked by a freaking beam and a bunch of rocks. Oh. I'm running, trying to move those as fast as I can without panicking and like get through the door. <laughs> right, right. And then you get into one room, pull a lever so that the door slams shut behind you and you'll hear the thing banging on the door so it kind of freaks you out, but you're kind of safe in that area. That's pretty cool. But yeah, so there it gets really intense at points where you're just like, run! <laughs> right, yeah. And the first scene, the first time that happened to me was that water section that you were talking about with that first chase scene. Yeah. Because after that point, you're not expecting a chase scene. You're just kind of thinking, oh, there'll be stuff that shows up or like, as long as my sanity's okay, stuff won't, like, stuff isn't going to attack me. Like, up to that point, the stuff you see is just kind of off in the distance, walking up long, like, walking yeah. ahead of you. But once yeah. you trigger that, yeah, and once you start getting to other areas, you're like, oh, this game has turned up significantly. <laughs> yeah, once you get to that point, you realize that you'd need a sprint button. It would really help if this game had a sprint. <laughs> yeah, then you realize it had one. And you're like, oh, it did have one the entire uh, time. I, I but, just check the controls on every new game I play. Can I run in this game? What's yeah, the button to do that? Especially, But it does get hard where you're trying to sprint and move obstacles and then open a door. Right, right. While being chased. Yeah. So I'm, clearly that was to like build the tension or whatever. But overall, yeah, very high game. It's got very positive reviews on Steam. They're all overwhelmingly positive. I, I would say we're probably pretty positive considering I just think we talked about this for 35 to 40 minutes. Yeah, dragged is... out. I wanted to make because the whole episode was supposed to be about this game specifically since it's right. our final spooky month episode and it's a Halloween special. Right. So I was like, we might as well make it go a little longer. And I had a yeah. lot to say. I think our Scorn episode, we talked about Scorn for about 12 minutes or something. Yeah, and then Evil Within was the last 10 minutes. Right. Because I think Javier from Nerd Talk Plus commented on it was like the best 10 or 20 or the best like last 10 minutes ever. Right, (laughs) right. I told you I was going to make sure I talked about it specifically for him because he was streaming it and said he looked forward to my take on it. Yeah, this one I actually completed, though. A lot of the games were, like, starting and not finishing, but this one I actually didn't finish. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I I think that's a lot of my falling down. I just, I don't think horror games are my thing, but uh, I did did enjoy what I did play in this one, and you know what? I might revisit it. And I plan to play the rest in the, uh, expect maybe next week to me talk briefly on, because I plan to play the rest in the collection and possibly the Rebirth one that came out, like, either earlier this year, because that all got added. Right. And uh, that one called Soma that guy that Game Pass, that is also from them. Now, I have played that one before, like when it first came out, I believe it got almost all the way to the end. Okay. That was even freaking crazier. Like, that's like underwater facilities Ooh. and like, uh, like kind of like cyberpunky style with like Ooh. robots and stuff like that, like killer robots. And like, you're all like cybernetic enhancements and like artificial intelligences. And like, that and sounds it, more interesting. You should give that one a shot just that to try do. it because it it moves a little bit faster i would say than this one it does still have slow moments there is a sprint button in it <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the heads but, up but it's kind of the, all of their games are very much the same style hide from the enemies you can't attack them you can only run or hide okay but like in that one i remember when some of those like when the first like big machine thing showed up and was like look like was like looking around and it found me it was the most terrifying panic experience in my life because <laughs> i was like i don't want this thing to kill me and you just hear it like you hear it just you hear like the sound of the machine you hear it stomping behind you and like even the beginning of that game well i guess we're getting into soma talk now but <laughs> <laughs> i mean people are getting everything they wanted on the halloween episode but i remember in the beginning of the game you're like playing as a character and you're like, going to a doctor about something and they like sit you in a chair to explore your brain waves and then that's how you end up in the, whatever this other area is with all the robots 
Oh, so it's almost like you're like getting this chair and then get sucked into an alternate universe, maybe. Huh. And like I said, I never got to the very end of that one. I got pretty far into it, but I never got to the very, very end. So I plan okay. on revisiting that as well. Cool. I played a li- basically what happened originally until I finished this first Dark Descent is I dabbled a little bit in all of them and just never finished any of them. <laughs> I think that's admirable. You can enjoy a game without finishing it. Yeah, because even the Amnesia uh, Machine for Pigs one, like I want to finish that one now too because I remember starting that one as well and getting a little bit into like the beginning of the game and that one you're in like a big old like mansion that's like your own house and like your kids are missing you're trying to find them and you hear their like ghost voices and stuff oh, being wow. like we're over here daddy and you're like trying to track them down <laughs> i remember one weird part of that one being like behind the wall where you're like looking through a picture like one of those old movies where there's like oh, my eyeball God. in the picture <laughs> right that's fantastic so weird... yeah so i remember that one being pretty cool too but yeah they all have their own they're all like different stories but well with the exception of in the Amnesia collection is something called Justine, which apparently is a DLC for a Dark Descent. Okay. So I'm going to have to play that first because I want the full story. I want to know what the heck that is. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know one of the prisoners that got tortured in the uh, game or whatever as one of the sequences was a female character that was like a thief or a kidnapper and labels her as a kidnapper because you find okay. certain journal entries in Dark Descent and it says the blah 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 like it doesn't say your name it just says whatever they did as a criminal and then it says how they were tortured okay (laughs) which is pretty messed up but yeah the one dude is just got they're just putting him on and off an impaler oh man and like i said the the goal is to like torture them but make make sure that they stay alive right and then they they want it and the one is like they want them to show them what they're gonna do to them before they do it so they'll be more scared Oh, yeah. They're like trying to pry off of that. And then like, yeah, the dude wants like the people in the other cells to hear the screams of the people being tortured. So their fear is instilled. It's like really it's pretty messed up stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, are these dudes like sadists or Satanists? Because it sure seems like that. But someone out there will be able to explain the story better than I did. But overall, definitely enjoyed the game. I recommend it for anybody who's into horror games. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I give this a hearty recommendation. And with that, now that I talked about amnesia and the brief moment of Soma, <laughs> yeah, Asher, I guess this will end out our episode. So I will let you go ahead and throw it away to the outro. All right. Just remember, folks, when you're gaming, your journeys are always infinite. And I'm going to quickly add in my my outro for Jump Scare Club since there is none this week. Keep screaming, everybody, just because it's <laughs> the Halloween episode. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>